1: Good morning,
0: morning millennials. millennials. Welcome back to the Toast. Happy Tuesday, post toastween Hope everyone is feeling okay after the come down of Toastoween 2022. I know I'm feeling the come down for sure.
1: It's a come down, but on the bright side, it's November. <gasps> it is November. Isn't that crazy?
0: The weather outside is weather, but the weather is so weather. Since of have no place to go, listen to the toast, through the toast, toast. I have to work on that.
1: Yeah, you could have just said, like, listen to the toast.
0: No, but, like, let it snow. Like, snow has the oh. same intonation as toast. Okay, like- so...
1: Let it snow, let it toast, let it toast, let it toast. Yeah, something like that.
0: Toast. Sometimes the simpler option is the better one.
1: Isn't, ain't that the truth?
0: Today's a big day. Not only is it the day after Toastoween, which everyone's talking about. <laughs> um, it is the day that Jackie hopefully, hopefully gets her learner's permit, which is the first step in a long journey to getting your license. You have your test today. I'll be driving you there. Mm-hmm. And we, everyone at the toast, we are all wishing you a huge behatzlachah.
1: Thank you so much. I've been cramming for my tests. There's so much information to learn. And I just, like a sponge, I want to mm, absorb, absorb it. Um, but I only have so much time. Yeah. So I read the handbook last night. It's 100 pages of information. You read the whole handbook? I read like 70 pages. I have to do the next 30. Okay, honestly, like
0: go. I do, I feel, I don't remember taking the test. So I don't, can't say this for certainty. I feel
1: like you're like overthinking it. I'm definitely overthinking it. But they really do ask like, obscure questions no and like dead ass like from, what if you fail from the handbook no if i if i fail i'm gonna be heartbroken i will literally die if you fail that is the funniest thing right i've been vlogging my journey and we will continue the vlog today speaking of patreon content mm. Uh, last night, we just like dropped the most amazing podcast episode with Olivia, our sister, who just gave birth. Mm-hmm. She sat down with us last week to talk about her pregnancy, her birth story, why she kept her pregnancy relatively private this time, and how her experience this time around was very different from the time before. And it was really amazing. The reviews. stunning are, episode. I mean, people love Olivia, even when she's, you know, talking about less important things but she's really sharing it all on this latest patreon episode so once you're done listening to this and make sure to listen to the whole thing because i have a feeling it's going to be spectacular no and i have a feeling like it gets better as it goes you know as it always does right uh head over to patreon.com slash the toast to listen to that and then you can also consume all of the content from the past five years but also our october content was super premium why do you want my coffee because look Are you going to lay your cards again? Yes. Okay, let me take one sip.
0: Oh my God, I can't do anything in this house without being monitored.
1: You're going to touch it on the top, which is where I put my mouth. So, great. Perfect. Look at that. Yeah.
0: I need to make space for Theo. So I thought, why not create
1: a sign? You need to make a seat at the table for him.
0: Yeah, no, because the thing about the toast is like there's a seat for everyone, but mostly me and Jackie.
1: Yeah, yeah. Our seats are like-
0: The most important, biggest ones. Yeah. And
1: then we have some like- uh, Folding
0: chairs (laughs) (laughs) for anyone else who wants to join-
1: but the brethren stay on the thrones with us.
0: And the brethren stay winning. They were really the stars of Toastween yesterday. Yesterday was a crazy day because obviously we did Toastoween. But yesterday was actual Halloween. And when you have children, like Halloween hits different. It does. Um, it's way worse. Like it's not fun. No, like-
1: I think that it, it reinvigorates your joy for Halloween. I feel like the last few years I've only dressed up for toast to I didn't like go to any parties or dress in other costumes except like now that I'm thinking about it I did uh but still like it's not like how it was when you were young and I feel like once you have kids you start to see it through their eyes again and it becomes fun once more and it's literally like the best day of the year you just walk around collecting candy
0: well I don't want to spoil anything because we did vlog our entire Halloween weekend um we're like
1: such vloggers. vloggers we have so many vlogs like in the works right in in production in production yeah yeah. Some of them are in post-production. Yeah, no, I was getting to editing last night.
0: I need just your sign off before I can upload it. But we, this was our first year, like obviously you're a homeowner now. Like we were hosting trick-or-treaters and we were so excited and like we were incredibly let down. I don't want to spoil anything,
1: but like it was wild. We were really let down. But you know what? I was watching Instagram stories and Olivia Culpo also was let down. She said they got like two bags of candy from different places. They were so excited and no one came.
0: Now, has that always like, is this like a, a problem adults have or has the culture of trick-or-treating changed in the last couple of years?
1: That or you over, maybe it was never that pop-in for a homeowner. Just the kids who go sporadically to other houses. Maybe it's never been that exciting to, Open the door on Halloween. You know, maybe that's not where the excitement is at. And maybe I'm
0: just like looking at it through rose colored glasses, but like my childhood, like I just remember like when we were on the streets, like it was literally packed, like kids everywhere. But maybe that's just like how I remember it. And I'm going to choose to remember it that way because those were glorious times. I literally don't remember other
1: kids when we were triggered. Oh, I do. Plus, we only hung, like we're with each other. Who needs other kids? No, we were like very insular, like not looking for other friends. Like we had four friends. No, for sure. But.
0: I do remember other kids around, not with us, but like in the streets. God, on their folding chairs. <laughs> right, right, exactly. Um, so I hope everyone had a great Halloween. I did. You know, first Halloween out of New York, so hot. It is so motherfucking hot. I'm definitely ready to come home. Really? You know, I'm ready. I miss my bed. Coming home tomorrow, I'm excited, but I'm not even sad because your ass is coming with me, and that's huge. That's it is huge. huge. Not your ass, like the fact that you're coming. That, like that's sounded misleading, like and that, that's huge. Yeah, it so I just wanted to clarify like
1: a, an insult snuck in. No, you have
0: a perfect shaped ass, like really perfection. Me?
1: No, no. I'm so
0: shy. Um. So yeah, we'll be doing Toast New York Thursday and Friday.
1: Mm-hmm. Fabulous. We have One more episode here with these dear flamingos, which have really been such wonderful companions. Wonderful, wonderful companions. Wonderful Shirley. backdrop. Backdrop. I love the vibes. I love the vibes as well. And the pink of the of the rebrand really matches the pink of the flamingos. It wasn't
0: an intentional connection we made when we were, you know, sitting down with our team of graphic designers. Um, But then once we got to the new rebrand, we did notice that this pink like did kind of hark back to the flamingos. And that's how you know a rebrand is like going to work, you know, when there's hidden meaning.
1: When your brand is so authentic, Mm. things constantly line up. That actually is true because it's not contrived, and no. it's who you are to your core.
0: And one thing about us is we're not fucking contrived,
1: not at all.
0: I bet some of you wish we were contrived, but we're not. You wish we were. Um. So yeah, no TV recap today.
1: What's just, what? Like, I think the field of TV is shifting. The right, plane because Beverly Hills is
0: ending. I have not been keeping up with Beverly Potomac. Hills is over. Sorry, ended. Potomac is on, but like I just have fallen short. So like city is on and I have, I've been searching for like one iota of a shit to give. And the
1: thing is you guys, we tried.
0: Yeah, I we really, really, tried. really don't care. So like, I don't know if I'll catch up, but like until they start talking about anything, no, still, until they stop talking about anything other than Jen's trial. Like, I'm genuinely not interested. You're
1: genuinely not I'm interested. I'm genuinely not interested. Understood. So, Tell Me Lies is over. House of the Dragon is over. But new things are starting, too. White Lotus just started. Yes, I need to catch up. I think there's maybe two or three episodes out. There's one. Cool. Um, And so, we could watch that week to week. That would be fun. Sure. What, it, you know, it all depends on the day of the week. Sunday. And that would replace House of the Dragon. Okay, okay. I'm here for that. The crown is coming back next week. The queen is coming. The crown. I'm so excited. I'm so excited too. I need to like clear my schedule to make time. You know, that's going to be like a weekend affair. It's mm-hmm. going to be glorious. Absolutely glorious. And then what else? Winter House is on, but we haven't picked that up. No, I'm just
0: like really, I'm being more selective. I'm I'm protecting my peace when it comes to which reality shows I'm going to watch. It's just, I feel like for, for a while it was a little too much.
1: Mm-hmm. So I'm just protecting my energy.
0: And it, I encourage all of you to protect your energies.
1: It comes in waves. It really depends on, like, the franchise. I feel like two weeks ago, we were recapping so many things. Yes. You know, when New Jersey's on, we recap it. New Jersey's so good. Like, so good. New Jersey stays winning. And the thing about New Jersey is there doesn't need to be, like, a huge thing happening for it to be good. Well, that's the thing. Like I feel like in the fandom, like, whenever people talk about, like, the
0: crown jewel, see, like, even the worst season of Beverly Hills is so good. And that's true. But I feel like, really, New Jersey does not get enough credit. I agree. Like, I cannot recall... a recent season that was bad
1: it's just genuinely entertaining
0: yeah and I think a lot of that has to do with the fact that like the group is partially family so like they always have to be together and it's like toxic it's really good
1: yeah and the men oh of course the and men Jo though. yeah for sure that's really what sets it apart
0: um so we've got a great show today I'm so excited to talk about the Glee story like some bombshell BTS facts and trivia Mm -hmm. came out um, from this Ryan Murphy interview. He was just sharing lots of tidbits about Glee. So Gleeks unite.
1: He was on the new Glee rewatch podcast. Yeah. Um, So that's something positive coming from a rewatch podcast. That's true. I so it's hosted by Jenna Ushkowitz
0: and Kevin McHale who played Tina and Artie. And it's the official rewatch podcast, but they also already had a podcast together. Yeah, but it wasn't about Glee. Yes it was.
1: No, it was about duos, right? No,
0: because I did the podcast and I think you made it about glee on your episode, but it was about duos. Jackie, I didn't make it about glee. They gave me an episode to watch, like they were rewatching and recap. It wasn't a rewatch, it was like a recap or whatever. Okay. Um and then when I recorded my episode, it was a week that Naya Rivera passed away. So they never released it because, like, there was more important things. Uh-huh. So my episode never came out. Um, so maybe I'll be asked if we go on this one.
1: <laughs> I feel like I need to remember the name. I feel like it was about duos, but then you went on it alone. So that doesn't make sense. No, it doesn't. So I'll need to, when I pick up my iPad, do a little Googling. Yeah. Um, so we've got that. We've got great stories, really. We do. And I think without further ado, ado-, 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 ado where are you right here for another amazing episode with the Streis Brethren and we're just counting our blessings because soon they will not be here with us while we do the toast. Jesus Christ. Because when we do it separately, like they don't show up to work. They don't. But They're they, so bereft. They're so competitive that they'll only work when the other is working to like yeah. show the other one up. But Everyone has a coworker like that. You know what? Like competition makes you thrive
0: no competition benefits the consumer right
1: that's the saying oh no the
0: saying is competition benefits the toaster hundred percent right right right
1: so without further ado, do, do, do here are the fast five stories that you need to know today's episode
0: i just want to say like i'm really not happy with where we landed it's it's all in flux no you keep saying that but you've been doing the same thing for like two but, weeks but when
1: do i ever stay on one thing no
0: maybe when you, do i maybe ever you should just say here are the fast five stories that you need to know don't do the hum. It makes no motherfucking sense. Oh, okay. So,
1: so that's or maybe fine. we can add a new button to the soundboard, like clink, or a button with a song, glug and glug a, glug, a button with an original song, toast to the Oh,
0: we could put on toast.
1: Yeah, like or, just that one part of toast, or any of the songs that we've written for toast tunes. Yeah, or just toast by Claudia Ashray.
0: Sure. Well, today's episode is sponsored by FrameBridge. FrameBridge makes it easier easier than ever to custom frame everything that matters without ever leaving the house, which means that you can easily give a thoughtful gift this holiday season. So we've been lucky enough to have a ton of incredible experiences with people that we love this this past year. And if you want to do something special for them, something that we've done um, is FrameBridge, the perfect way to frame what matters most. So whether it's a selfie of you and your best friend, someone's game-winning jersey, a special anniversary dinner menu, consider framing it with FrameBridge. Give them a gift that only you could give. So here's how Framebridge works. Go to framebridge.com and you can upload your photo. Or if you have a physical piece to frame, like a physical photo, they'll send you a complimentary packaging to safely mail it in. I just want to say, like, Framebridge letting you frame photos from, like, your albums, like, from the photos app on your phone is so, like, they're living in the future. We're living mm-hmm. in the past, you mm-hmm. know? I think it's the most genius thing. And then I feel like some of the photos I take, like, from my Instagrams of, like, my family or even just myself or Theo are better than, like, who's Ann Getty? I don't know her. <laughs> You can preview your items in dozens of frame styles on framebridge.com. You'll choose your favorite or you can get your, um, a designer to help you for free. The experts at Framebridge custom frame your item. They'll deliver your finished piece right to your door. And instead of paying hundreds at a framing store, Framebridge starts at just $39 plus free shipping. You can order online or stop by a Framebridge store near you to work with a designer in person. So if you'd like to get started today, you can frame your photos or give someone the perfect gift. This is your reminder, holiday season is upon us Now would be a great time to start thinking about gifts for husbands, wives, brothers, sisters, grandmothers, grandparents. Um, Framebridge is really, really sweet and it's really well done and it's very affordable, which I feel like framing is not and it should be. So if you want to go to framebridge.com, place your order today and check it out. Today's episode is also brought to you by Stamps.com. Seasonal excitement is here, or as some of us know, it's seasonal dread. It's really starting to settle in, especially if you're a small business owner. So if you're slaying through traffic to get to the post office, if your inbox is more like a blizzard than a winter wonderland, check out Stamps.com and get all your holiday mailing and shipping under control. Sign up and you'll be printing your own postage in minutes. Stamps.com is your one-stop shop for all your shipping and mailing needs. Get access to the USPS and UPS shipping services that you need to run your business right from your computer. There's no lines, there's no traffic, and most importantly, there's no hassle. You can even save money with major discounts on USPS and UPS shipping rates up to 86% off. It's a stress-free solution solution for every small business. Use Stamps.com to print postage wherever you do your business. All you need is a computer and a printer. And Looking we, at the we printer. have one and here. And yeah. Literally I have in a, there is
1: stamps.com. I do. I have a label <laughs> that funny. she just
0: printed. Um, and if you, I need to like ship back some things to my you know New York studio for my Florida, you're just studio. like a shipping magnet. No, and I'm just like a transatlantic like girl, coastal. If you're running an online store, Stamps.com works seamlessly with all the major shopping carts and marketplaces. You can use their switch and save feature where you can easily compare carriers and rates so you know that you're getting the best deal every time. So this holiday season, trade late nights for silent nights and get started with Stamps.com today. Sign up with our promo code Toast for a special offer that includes a four-week trial plus free postage and a free digital scale. There's no long-term commitments or contracts. Just go to Stamps.com, click the microphone at the top of the homepage, and enter code Toast. You guess that right. You guessed that right. Stamps.com slash toast.
1: Stamps.com, like making so much easier. One of the most difficult things. One of the most difficult times of the year, too. Oh, beyond. That's right. a lot of really great gifting. Like, go. If you need gift ideas, head to Framebridge. If you need if to you, ship your gifts, go to stamps.com. If you need gift ideas, like, just listen to the toast. Oh, yeah. We How about should that? do. A toast gift guide? We've done that before on Have Patreon. We? Yeah. Oh, but we can We could start thinking of it now so you could keep a list. It's okay. hard for me to think of everything.
0: Yeah, no. i will sit down to do it. I'm also not a great gift giver. Like, who on God's green diddly-dally earth do I think I am giving gift guide recommendations?
1: I think of really good gifts for people, like, at the complete wrong time. Like, I just <laughs> thought of such a good gift for Olivia, but it's like, there's nothing coming up. Right. And so I need to write it down, actually. Do. And then sometimes I do that, and it, it really works out well, but... I come up with really good ideas just, and it's a, not the time. No, but you're a pretty good gift giver. I would think so, especially yeah. for you. Yeah. Because I know you so well. You do. How's my birthday gift going? It's going really well. Like, really, really well. No, I, I'm sure that you're going to head to the shops of New York and buy your girl something I don't need fabulous. to. You got something already?
0: I, I don't really feel like, you know, divulging my secrets. Well, but I'm just know su- it's, it's,
1: it's. I'm sure that you are haven't gotten anything yet, so let me just- Wow, you, have ye little faith? No, I know that I will have something on my birthday. Like, however you choose to go about it, I'm not offended by a last minute purchase.
0: It's not a last minute purchase.
1: Okay, but if you needed some ideas or no? Sure, sure, yeah. Like, just think home. That's
0: where my head is at, of course. Yeah, like,
1: I, the KitchenAid mixer would have been great if I didn't just get it for myself. It's just hard to
0: buy something for someone who buys everything for themselves, you know?
1: Yeah, no, I- that's true.
0: Self-sufficient queen, financially independent queen.
1: But maybe you've been saying in my home, there's something I didn't have. No, don't worry. Like, seriously, don't worry. Okay. I'm not worried. Don't worry. I'm really not worried. Maybe something for Strice. Why does it smell like like a bully stick in here? I'm not smelling that. Maybe it's Thea Bruno because Thea smells great. Maybe he just enjoyed one. Did you see anything like no, that? No, I didn't even give him one. You were with him all morning and all evening because he's a traitor. He's
0: obsessed with me. No, and that's
1: why I'm sad. Obviously, I don't want you to leave ever. I want you to move in with me. <laughs> but I'm really sad for Bryce. Like that I'm leaving. Yeah. And that like the party is ending because these last few weeks have been heaven for him.
0: They really, they've they been heaven for me too, Bryce. I love you dearly. And you know, there's always a place in my bed for you.
1: Yeah, that I'll is I always true. spot at my table. In a folding chair, on the floor. (laughs) Okay, our first story, some really exciting news. Taylor Swift has announced her 2023 ERA's tour of U.S. stadiums. Taylor announced this morning her long-rumored return to the road with an outing dubbed as the Era's Tour, scheduled to hit U.S. stadiums beginning in March 2023 and running into August with international dates set to be revealed later. The supporting acts are very much all about the sisterhood with a host of acts Taylor has championed in the past. Opening acts for the U.S. leg of the tour are Paramore, Haim, Phoebe Bridgers, b Girl in Red, Muna, Gail, Gracie Adams, and Owen. Gracie Abrams. (laughs) Yes. She's JJ Abrams' his daughter. Nepo baby. Uh-huh.
0: How is the music? Um I don't know it, but I like I feel like I have some songs Margo by loves her. her and she's like literally the definition of an nepotism baby like But I feel like I actually know who she is. I I like know her. I don't know a lick of her music. Um and today was just a really hard day to wake up as someone who's not a Capital One card holder. Like it was really really hard.
1: Yeah, and I feel yeah. like when you go to TPG for all of your points and cards advice and like he kind of led you astray here because he should have known capital well, like, one don't get
0: it twisted like I will be using Brian's credit card and then reimbursing oh, he, him so he well, has capital one. I don't even have to ask I know he has a capital one credit card like I will
1: be getting my way into pre-sale like I, I know I saw capital one sponsored it they got like premium billing yeah because but I didn't um, realize that that would mean
0: capital one cardholders most of the time it's American Express like for I feel like a lot of tickets I feel like Ticketmaster is like a big partnership I don't know why I just always think it's American Express but Taylor has her own deals like she was on those Capital One commercials a couple of years ago yeah. so she obviously has a big deal with Capital One I I should have guessed but now it's like with with these things like you can't become a cardholder and then become eligible it's like for pre-existing cardholders darn 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 so I feel like there's a very small chance Ben might have a Capital One credit card mm-hmm. I, definitely not um I will be asking Brian as well um, I will be getting presale like I will be scheming the system and I don't want to hear any anything about it like I'm gonna do I'm gonna figure it out like I'm so like yeah, I'm also gonna like I'm gonna see multiple shows. Like, okay well
1: here are some dates and she's going to Arizona, Vegas. that sounds like something to see. Uh, Texas, Arlington, Texas, Tampa, Florida, Houston, Texas, Atlanta, Georgia, Nashville. Philly Foxboro, Massachusetts. Oh, at Gillette Stadium, not at Foxwoods. No, that is no, confusing. No, yeah, East Rutherford. It's only stadiums. East Rutherford, New Jersey. In New Jersey. <laughs> Taylor loves MetLife Stadium. Well, is it why the wouldn't only she? stadium in the like in
0: the New York area? Like, it's the biggest one. Yeah, the Jets and the Giants play there. There aren't that many. Um, hundred thousand seat stadiums in it's new york 000? it's about yeah not for a concert because i don't know if you sell the whole thing even though people are now like guessing that because her whole theme of like midnights is like a clock it's going to be like a rotating circular stage which means she could sell the entire stadium
1: wow and maybe each era is like a different time
0: oh yeah and that makes it like hard to like know where to sit now i want to say i love the concept of the eras because you know Taylor Swift Lo- fans we're so blessed mm-hmm. that, like we've gotten in the last four years, like so many different works of art re-records original music. um, But like, I am sad that like certain eras, like, especially for me, like folklore evermore that we're not going to get like a dedicated evermore tour. Yeah. Like how a normal celebrity does an album and a tour an album and a tour and Taylor's obviously not normal. So this, this is really like lover folklore evermore fearless re-record red re-record midnights it's six albums in one.
1: It's not going to be 1989. It looks like debut too. No, she put all of them on there. And like the concept of the show that she explained, it's like, it's a celebration of all of my eras. Right. Um, but she could sing songs from albums she hasn't re-recorded yet, right? Like people do covers at concerts all the time. Yeah, you no, pay she for can that. sing. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: No, I do. I actually do think you do pay for it. Really? I do think so. Like there's a weird, yeah. Huh. There's something. Um... I just do wish, like, we, there's so many recent, you know, works of hers that I wish got dedicated tours. Mostly, Evermore.
1: Yeah, but that would have been an interesting. It would have been vibe. different. It would
0: have been like a Bon Iver.
1: Oh, we had talked about this. It should have been at like an amphitheater where you could sit on the grass, or
0: like a Madison Square Garden.
1: Yeah, an but arena it's a,
0: as opposed to a stadium.
1: Yeah, because it's not a stadium vibe. You just want to like.
0: It's just such a flex that like Taylor is out here. Um, like, I think now. Is the third time in a row, because 1989 she did it with, maybe not 1989, exclusively stadium dates. I think Reputation was probably the first time she did that, because 1989 she played the Staples Center eight times, as opposed to just, like, SoFi Stadium once. And she is playing SoFi Stadium. Twice. Twice. Which is so crazy. So it's just, like, such a flex for her. Like, oh, tour, gotta do just the stadiums, you know, maximize my time, maximize my profit. Also, yesterday was a big day for Taylor, because... The Billboard chart came out and not only did she get the number one song with Antihero, she occupies all 10 spots on the Billboard charts for different songs from Midnight's, which obviously she's the first person to ever do that. And it's just fucking iconic. It's literally just iconic.
1: And it's the first time there hasn't been a male on the top 10 Billboard charts in history. And you just, you truly love to see it you love to see
0: it. It was such a, I feel like I've seen that like infographic of the billboard charts a lot. People are always sharing like, so excited. My song went number two, number two, number one. Um, and I've never seen it like with just the same person's takeover. name. Yeah. It was really iconic. She's just in this like iconic era, you know, mm-hmm. I just think it's like,
1: iconic. Yeah. I love the concept of this tour. Me too. It Especially feels, since like eras is such a core part of her brand. No, that word is really having a moment. I think it's like a timeless word, but you know, people will be like, I'm in my blank Villainera. era and this is Is that. Yeah, no, and she really, like she's not even bandwagoning on like a trendy word because she's been doing this. Right, and she every album for her is an era, so.
0: So I really want to wish everyone luck on the pre-sale, the general on sale. Like it's going to be a bloodbath till the end and I will be fighting with my sword till the
1: very end. What? city are you going to go to other than east rutherford nashville is on Margot's birthday oh
0: wow so i've already spoken
1: to the counselor about that and that's and what if, the counselor wants that's to do. What, it
0: was the counselor's idea because hmm. i was like probably margo doesn't want to hang out with me on you know her birthday so um maybe i'll see like if anyone else wants to go but she it was her idea and of course i'm gonna be going to my life coolio coolio i'm so excited this is just it's a thrill there's just like a it feels overwhelming like she has a lot of catching up to do you yeah. know in this sure tour she feels
1: overwhelmed beyond but i think this is a good way to organize it yeah it's very organized as opposed to being like what song's coming next switching back and forth now she can really get on every outfit for uh-huh. each mood it's perfect i
0: bet it's gonna be like a lot i mean all of her shows are long but i bet it's gonna be like a three-hour concert
1: yeah, it could she be has so longer. Much, like, she has she so much won't to do. She will be longer, but she could do like a f- day. Like a
0: festival. Yeah. Yeah. No, and like she could go in for like hour breaks. Yeah. While we, we could all like, go, go, go to the bathroom, get snacks.
1: Right, like go to some activations. That's like what
0: Lover Fest was initially supposed to be.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, also, people are quaking because on the list of openers, there's Paramore.
1: hmm It's
0: like they're only opening one show, the first one, which is so unfair. Like, gotta go to Arizona because that's so cool. Um... So they're not like really an opener, you know? Yeah. It's just so crazy. Like Taylor's out here, like humbling Phoebe Bridgers. You know what I mean? Like Phoebe Bridgers is like a,
1: a huge act and she's like now an opener. Yeah. I'm you trying to I mean? see where she's opening. It, it doesn't look like she's doing a lot. Oh, she's one of the East Rutherfords. Oh. And I'm sure they will be special guests. Do you think? Oh, of course. Of course. Of course. But not as much as she used to, but
0: definitely. Like
1: for maybe people who she's collabed with. Like maybe National would Chris
0: Stapleton. Bon Iver. Oh. Nashville is going to be Chris Stapleton. He'll be whispering on like, stage. maybe like
1: one song per tour, she'll bring out the person that she collabed with.
0: Oh, I love that. Love and that just, like, love. Loving being part of the strategy team for Team Taylor. Honestly, like you're really good at stuff like that like i feel like you could work for taylor nation you know
1: i feel like i could too love that for you
0: except you're just like a hater to your core
1: so that's so not true compa- I guess when it compa- comes to taylor I guess, yeah. no, no no compared to you yeah uh, since i don't love her at the level that you do i'm a hater compared to a lay person i'm obsessed you're like such a hater it's disgusting <laughs> it's disgusting <sighs> oh well i'm happy for everyone happy for me i'm gonna try and is there a Florida date? There's Tampa in okay. April, but like, if you guys go are trip? going to Nashville for Snitch's birthday, like, why can't I go? Because
0: oh. you never come anywhere. Sure, come.
1: You never. I'm ready. Like, you never invite me.
0: Great. I'll tell Margot. She'll be thrilled to have someone else to contribute to the price of the tickets. <laughs> That's really why she's bringing course.
1: us. She's bringing us for financial support.
0: But it's okay because as long as I'm, I'm included,
1: yeah. Like, you're not going to stop me from having a good time. No, right. Like, hundred percent. Hundred percent. Can't wait, Snitch, to celebrate your big birthday with you. (laughs) Your big sisters love you.
0: (laughs) Totally, we love you.
1: We love you so much. So much. So all the people who write to Snitch and tell her what we say on the episodes, please share with her that her, quote, big sisters love her so much.
0: Just, let's all send her messages, like, right now. Margot, your big sisters love you so much. She's going to be so confused.
1: (laughs) Okay, are you ready for our next story? I genuinely i truly am we're shifting gears because migos rapper takeoff has been shot dead in houston rapper takeoff best known as one-third of the hip-hop group migos was shot and killed tuesday morning a rep confirmed the hit maker died in the shooting after a fight broke out over a dice game at a private party at a billiards and bowling establishment in downtown houston tmz reported He was 28 years old. A rep who was not authorized to speak publicly confirmed the rapper's death. Houston police and fire officials arrived on the scene at 2.40 a.m. following multiple reports of a shooting. Footage obtained by TMZ showed Migos member Quavo and others gathered around takeoff who was lying on the ground.
0: Oh, God, they were there.
1: Mm -hmm. The clip reportedly showed the group trying to move his body before they put him back down and shouted for help. The man was pronounced dead at the scene. Police said two additional victims were transported to nearby hospitals. Police did not release the identities of those victims, but said the person killed was a man in his late 20s, and that would be takeoff.
0: That is terrible. Like, such young people.
1: Yes. The victim's identity won't be officially released until it is verified by the county coroner, so it hasn't been fully verified yet, but this is what sources are saying and what TMZ is reporting.
0: That's terrible. That's really horrible to be so young i'm sorry excuse me um so young and just go out and you're dead yeah it's terrible it's a terrible story like i was looking
1: there are so many tributes already coming out um i think this is like really shaking people up
0: no it's terrible
1: yeah it's terrible so we'll keep you posted um as they you know verify information that comes out but just a really sad news to wake Mm -hmm. up to are you ready for our next story? Yeah. It is the story that was requested by Claudia, though mm. I'm so happy to be talking about it as well. Ryan Murphy wanted Justin Timberlake to play Will Schuster. And I just want to say, you guys remember I said like yes. two weeks ago on the podcast that to me, Will Schuster is Justin Timberlake. No, no. And when you said it, I was like, Oh my God. Like you're a genius. But you said it. I didn't even think I was having an original thought. Like they just are the same.
0: No, I think that like someone writing a character for Justin Timberlake and then casting going
1: out and bringing back Matthew Morrison is perfect casting. Yeah. It really is. So Justin Timberlake, as the director of the Glee Club, that's who Ryan Murphy initially had in mind when casting the pilot for Glee, his hit dramedy on Fox. During his appearance on the first episode of the podcast, and that's what you really missed. Oh, that's a good name. He admitted that he had someone other than Matthew Morrison in mind when he first went looking for his choir director, William Schuster. Quote, the pilot was written for Justin Timberlake, Mr. Shoe. Ryan admitted for the first time to Kevin McHale and Jenna Ushkowitz, the hosts of the podcast. Uh, the episode ended at that point so anyone who wants more details will have to listen in next week okay wait I just want to say like Justin
0: Timberlake like not doing the role is even better because I feel like what made Mr. Shoe like such a freak which is really what what his character was was that like he thought he was like a Justin Timberlake right. type right so if it was Justin like maybe we would have People thought he was cool, like, because he's Justin Timberlake. But the fact that it was, like, you know, Matthew Morrison, and every time he would, like, dance and sing, he thought he was Justin Timberlake, because that's, like, such a teacher thing.
1: Like, it was perfect. It was perfect. But in hindsight, I think Justin Timberlake, if he was offered the role and he declined it, I think he made a mistake. Like, uh, Matthew Morrison won an Emmy for his role as Mr. Shoe. Yeah, and the, the show was huge both in popularity and in critical acclaim mm. like I don't know what he was doing in those years but not much nothing was bigger than Glee at that time
0: yeah no I mean it's never I feel like um people are always talking about this on Watch Trappings Live like as an actor who you know acts for a long time like you're not your, your radar for what's a good role and what's a bad role isn't perfect and sometimes you are going to pass on like the role of a lifetime because you thought it was going to be like some dumb indie project and it ends up being you know Superman yeah so no one can really truly know it's unclear whether he turned down was unavailable right so there's no way of knowing we'll that but find out next week I'm sure um he's kicking himself
1: I'm sure probably not I'm sure he's like no it wasn't the right role for me like it wouldn't have been right still but he's wrong
0: just, yeah he's wrong you yeah, know just to like make himself feel better which I respect because like you know, everyone has things in life, obviously not on the scale of like being cast in like a major TV show, but everyone has things in life that like they wish they did at the time, like a regret, you know, for me, I, the list goes on.
1: I have it on my phone.
0: Right, so um, I think a good way of
1: coping with that is like ignoring it, you know? Yeah, yeah, just sticking to your sticking to your guns.
0: Yeah, but I do appreciate I'm um, watching Live because Andy like plays a game. He's like, is it true that you are almost this character? And people who acknowledge it and like, Acknowledge it was like an enormous, you know, misjudgment on their part. I actually appreciate that sort of vibe.
1: And I also love knowing, like, who was up for certain roles. Yes. Versus who got it. It makes it interesting to, like, see the vision, how they got
0: to... Like, see, with... With Justin Timberlake, like, like, I can literally see it.
1: Literally. They look exactly like they have the same, like, cringy vibe. Mm -hmm. Also, Ryan revealed that his Glee co-creator, Ian Brennan, wanted Shu to be a crystal meth addict in an earlier dark version of the script. He said it was sort of like Election, but the NC-17 version of Show Choir with a weird protagonist who was unraveling. What I loved was the idea of kids in high school. It seems like shows that work or TV experiences work feature people going through first times that's very true
0: yeah no he basically he said like the original idea for Glee is like not what it ended up at at all it was like a very dark like weird show where like this meth head was teaching kids <laughs> how to sing like honestly it sounds so funny um the way it ended is ended up it Glee like, really was a perfect show mm-hmm. so i have no qualms but it is really interesting to see like what almost was you know yeah i want them to do like on this podcast i know jenna ushkowitz actually listens to the toast so, like jenna if you're hearing this i want you to do like a whole maybe like a couple of episodes like a series on the cameos like get well, gwyneth I paltrow think when they
1: get to that episode they will
0: so are they going episode by episode is that what those is that what a rewatch show is yeah
1: they watch so they do it on the office that's that's what they do about the office yeah and like the no, OC OC one Laguna. Laguna Beach one I think there are so many mm-hmm. um and so since it was the first episode they probably did the pilot and then they had Ryan to talk about like what the vision was okay also their other podcast was called Showmans, yes. And they did recap episodes but I don't think in in order got it okay it wasn't a rewatch podcast it was just like a glee chit glee chat. fun tings podcast but now they've
0: been like formalized they have like the official
1: the official rewatch podcast and love that. i can't think of a more worthy show for a, i mean it's a ripe and the documentary right and also it's like because it is so recent it's like still top of mind and it's fun to like put the pieces together versus a show that was so long ago that's like you forgot how you felt at the time
0: and like the narrative and just like the the vibe from Glee like is still playing itself out of course like the funny girl thing just re-brought up so much of the Glee plot line for so many people so even though yeah it has been however many years like we're still talking about it literally every day yeah every day I am Mm -hmm. it's and it's a show that like has so much drama and like all that stuff but it's also a show that's never really been formally deep dived into.
1: Yeah. So it's like, I'm not even getting fatigued by it, you know? Mm-hmm. It, it's just, it's a perfect show. I also feel like it's a show in a few years that could be brought back. Because it's just the same format. Like, Oh, you
0: mean with totally new actors? Yeah, like a reboot. Right. Like
1: maybe even Mr. Shu and Coach Sue and then new high school students. I would love that. You know, because that to me is like a recipe for success versus like trying to recreate old shows with yeah. new characters like-, like
0: fuller house was a decent way of doing
1: that yeah but it, also they had the same cast so that was a but they phased out a lot of the older like Bob Saget like they weren't
0: on they were on like the first episode but then it was really just DJ Stephanie and the neighbor yeah. Kimmy, Kimmy Schmidt whatever her name was
1: that so that's not a reboot that's a like a reunion almost
0: no it's a reboot because then their kids on the show became characters, like. Right. It's like Raven's home. It's like Raven's on it, but it's not really about Raven. It's about like the kids, you know?
1: Gossip Girl. Is that a reboot?
0: Yes, but Gossip Girl, they don't have any of the old characters. No. So I don't know what it's called when like they bring back the young people from the old show and make them the old people now.
1: Right. That is something else. It's like a continuation of the show.
0: Yeah. It's a reboot.
1: It's a reboot. Yeah. Anyways, I think I'll take a Glee reboot at any time as long as Coach Coach Sue and Mr. Shu. And
0: it's a great way to teach kids about like different musical genres, of musical course. eras, you know, so much of what I know we were just talking about this, like from, you know, Fleetwood Mac. Like I know all these songs because of Glee Prince. And I, when, when I I remember sitting down for the episodes and they were like, today's lesson is like Michael Jackson. I'm like, ugh, Michael Jackson. And then you end up really liking and like having a respect. That was a bad example because like Michael Jackson's like hella problematic, but like I can't keep using the Fleetwood Mac. But like- Journey. They, Journey. Yeah, right. Like you would you would leave the episode, it was really like educational, with an enormous respect for this older band that like your parents used to listen to and you didn't really care about. Right. In addition to just learning many things about, you know, the world. I feel like it was really- like a huge show, like had the cultural impact. It was just, I mean, the episode on the school shooting, that was like one of, like, that was a cultural reset for me. It was the craziest episode.
1: I don't remember that. Was there, it later episode? Um, No, no,
0: because they were all still in school because Brittany was there. Um, maybe, it, actually, yes, it was. Some of the Glee Project characters. And like a gun went off and all the kids like went into drill mode but it was like there there wasn't an actual active shooter like somebody brought a gun to school and it just like fired in the locker and like whatever um but it was a the whole time you're watching the episode you think that there is an active shooter it was a very good episode so you were just like tackling difficult issues David that jock who tried to commit suicide like they were really I feel like it was a very good educational show and kids could use that these days
1: yeah it was a great show Mm -hmm. great show uh so i look forward to other news that comes out from the podcast this Podcast, yeah are you ready for our next story what number is it four yeah i'm ready is it the story
0: that's brought to you oh, by thrive cosmetics yes it is high performance beauty and skincare products that are made with clean skin loving ingredients yes ma'am that's why thrive cosmetics is amazing they have no parabens no sulfates no phthalates. it is certified 100 vegan and cruelty free Um, And it's Thrive Cosmetics for a reason, because every purchase supports an organization that helps communities thrive. So I feel like I've known about Thrive Cosmetics. I didn't know a lot about them, but I bought their mascara off of a Facebook ad like a couple of years ago because it was literally too good to be true. And it was so fabulous. And then I started buying a lot more of their products and becoming more familiar with the company and like their philanthropic efforts. And I thought it was really cool. So the mascara that I was just talking about is still like one of their best-selling products. It's called the Liquid Lash Extensions Mascara. So it's a vegan tubing mascara. It's their best-selling product. They have over 20,000 five-star reviews. Their formula is proprietary. It'll dramatically lengthen each lash from root to tip. It mimics the look of lash extensions, but it doesn't damage with glue or expensive salon prices it's clean nourishing ingredients support longer stronger and healthier looking lashes over time also a huge bestseller for them is their brilliant eye brightener it's a cream to powder highlighter stick that brightens and opens eyes giving you an instant eye lift I saw this product all over TikTok before I bought it everyone was like doing their makeup and it was really like you could use it on a million different parts of your face I love buying a makeup product that like can be five different things because like why just be one you're mm-hmm. a waste of space in my counter and on my travel size bag um also their hydrating lip tint it's the sheer strength hydrating lip tint will deeply hydrate your lips with a hint of a tint that applies evenly and lasts for over six hours. So Bigger Than Beauty, which is their philanthropic effort. So for every product purchased, Thrive Cosmetics is going to donate to help communities thrive. They have over 300 giving partners across the country and they support numerous causes. So you know that you can be buying beautiful, clean products that are going to make you look sickening. And then also know that that money is going to be put back to work to your community. Now is a great time to try Thrive Cosmetics for yourself. Right now you can get 15% off your first order when you visit thrivecosmetics.com slash toast. That's Thrive Cosmetics spelled C-A-U-S-E-M-E-T-I-C-S.com slash toast for 15% off your first order. Thrivecosmetics.com slash toast.
1: Great. Our next story is a little more celebrity Halloween news. Heidi Klum dressed as a worm for her annual Halloween party. I feel like really um
0: I have sympathy for Heidi Klum. Yeah. I feel like she got herself into this role. This wormhole. <sighs> Precisely.
1: Maybe that's what this is signifying. Oh, maybe costume. it's a
0: metaphor. Cause it's like years and years and years ago, she had like the biggest and baddest Halloween party on the planet. And every celebrity went, yada, yada. Truly and she, cool. And she was truly cool. And she always like, really outdid it. It was her party. She did this crazy costume. And then it became like a corporate affair over the last like couple of years. I've, I've been twice. It's one of the worst parties. Everything is like, you want a free razor? Sponsored. It's like, it's just so tacky. It's now like, I think she makes a lot of money from it. Good for her. So it's not like a fun social event that a lot of celebrities go to. Actually, Elon Musk went, went this year, which is like the biggest celebrity to go in years because I was invited. What so did like, he
1: dress up as?
0: Some like, you know, superhero. I don't know. He looks, he looks, um, he's getting in shape. He looks like kind of hot. Snatchler? Um... So it's not like this fabulous event and I feel like now she's in a place where she has to do it every year and like maybe she makes some money and it's like good for her press but she doesn't want to do it anymore and she keeps outdoing herself. You know she did the clones and then she did Jessica
1: Rabbit and the prosthetics and now she's just at a place where she's tired. No and like the costumes are getting more extreme and stupid and it's like I it's what I'm saying like I do not know what you are. I mean I guess I know what a worm is but like what's that? So she
0: then she wore like a Big prosthetic worm that, like, attached to her face seamlessly. So, like, you could really only see the slits of her eyes. Yeah. She so was, like, really well done. It was great special effects makeup. And then she went inside and took it off but left the face worm on and was walking around the party with a face worm and a crystal bodysuit. Yeah. I just feel like she's tired. She's tired. And you know what? So are we,
1: Heidi. It's the 21st It's like a Halloween party. But I think she makes a lot of money from yeah, it. Yeah, no, I'm sure that she does. But the costumes are just insane and I'm glad to know what a worm is so like that's good right but usually it's just like some like a obscure you know, obscure not even obscure it's just like a bunch of prosthetics like to be something that I have no idea what that is
0: right so I just feel like the party's gone downhill over the last couple of years and I feel like she should really do one more like go out with a bang make it actually cool and I'm sorry like doing it in New York like no one cool lives here like you really got to do it in LA if you want it to be like in with celebs I think she needs to go
1: she needs to have a final one like I think she needs to retire this and that's just how I feel. I don't know if she would. It was sponsored by Now Screaming X Prime Video and Bailey's Irish Cream Liqueur. No, I'm it telling you. Took place at it. Tao Group Hospitality's forthcoming modern Japanese restaurant Saki no Hana. She also partnered with Trick or Treat UNICEF USA to help raise awareness for its annual Halloween campaign, Lovely. which raises money for children in need, according to a press release. Lovely. It's a lot of work, is what I'm hearing. Mm-hmm. And so, ten hours in the chair to be a worm. Right. Right. And like you could go to spared Halloween.
0: Right. Like we did, and we didn't look low budget at all. No. Us? Low budget? No, never. Never. It's not a possibility. I don't even know those words. Um, But
1: speaking of Halloween, we got a few more celeb Halloween costumes. Mm-hmm. So let's just go through them. We had Kendall Drenner, Jenner dressed as a cucumber. Cute. Like, cute. Cute, yeah. Yeah. Um, I think one of the best costumes was Clueless star Donald Bayesian's uh, daughter dressed up as Dion. Dion and he was himself. His, his, his character.
0: I, first of all, his daughter is adorable. Her costume was perfection like literally i could not find one thing wrong she mm-hmm. literally looked like stacy dash mm-hmm. did 10 years ago 15 years ago um winner winner chicken dinner Hint. like i love the cultural reference i love it's his own movie she's adorable
1: i could not best best dressed honestly best dressed agreed um lizzo was miss piggy mm-hmm. in cute. a new costume really cute machine gun kelly and megan fox were uh a priest and a something like being very sacrilegious people. I think were offended. Um Yeah. I and, mean,
0: if that was my religion, like I, like I would be fucking annoyed. But like, like, I
1: was looking at this and it's like, I feel like they wanted to offend. I feel like maybe they wanted to start a conversation they Wanted to just like drum something up. What is she dressed as? Like, I don't, I don't know what like the latex, official like, name is. It's like dubstep fairy.
0: Right. No, it's like latex, sexy, like, Um, latex sexy. Like it's like
1: a, it's like, she looks like a dominatrix. It's like a bikini. Yeah. And she said, um, on Sundays we take communion. So they're just like, oh, that's kind of rude. Religious people. Are they religious? No, that's what they are. No, I'm asking like,
0: are they, or like, not that I've seen. I just think when it comes to Halloween, I think avoiding, religion is like a general like a good general rule of thumb like don't dress as a rabbi don't dress as like an arab
1: sheikh like don't don't dress like that But and i think sometimes people do a costume and then like they find out afterwards like oh like that i offended someone but right like when harry
0: hamlin wore swastika i'm sure he was really um
1: but these he learned the next day and this costume like they want to offend Yeah, yeah 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 like this the intention was to stir up Right, because it's not like he even looks like a, a, a traditional priest. Yeah. No, but I just think, like, if you have to question your costume, maybe don't. No, but, like, that that was the point for them is, what a, is the vibe I'm getting. There
0: are a lot of um, Halloween, like, missteps in Hollywood. Honestly, I think one of the craziest things ever, because it was not even that long ago, was when Julianne Huff did blackface. Like, that was psychotic. Yeah. And, of course, Prince Harry nazi mm-hmm. you see some guy dressed as a nazi in soho and like was being kicked out of local establishments yeah
1: a lot of i saw like a lot of videos and pictures of people dressed as nazis this year and it's just not the vibe no stop
0: no stop it's not cute yeah it's giving it's giving what is it giving it's giving moronic that's mm-hmm. what it's giving yeah um yeah, those are just a few that come to mind. Of course, you know Luann De Lesseps as Princess Diana, and not Princess Diana, Diana Ross. Not sure if that was blackface, but it was a little too close. Yeah, a little too close. So I'm glad Halloween's over. Personally, like
1: I'm, I'm done. Yeah, that's a wrap on Halloween. And I hadn't seen Elon's costume, but now I see it. He's looking good. He's just dressed like I can't believe he went to that party.
0: I know it's like it's such a it really is like a low budget party. It's like it's never really that star-studded. It mm-hmm. hasn't been in years. And maybe he was just like in town in New York. Looking he brought for, his mom. Yeah, and they he were was like, looking for like a family
1: out. fun friendly party. So we checked his email. What Halloween parties have I been invited to? I just feel like he was like, "Ooh, Heidi Klum." Right. Maybe, maybe he's like interested fabulous. in Heidi. Maybe no Heidi has a boyfriend. In Heidi or he would just like didn't know yet that it's just a PR event. Like Right. He thought it was going to be right cuz you hear,
0: Excuse me. Oh my god. You hear like, "Wow."
1: Heidi Heidi Klum. Klum starring a Halloween party
0: sponsored by Amazon Prime. Like it does sound pretty, pretty stunning.
1: Yeah. But it's not. It's not. are you ready for our fifth and final story Mm -hmm. a little behind the scenes news from andy about the real housewives of beverly hills reunion okay he's revealing the contents of lisa rinna's untouched reunion envelopes oh yeah she brought like a yellow envelope yeah so uh andy addressed fans lingering desperation to know what was inside the untouched manila envelopes lisa rinna brought with her to set that day where did he address this radio radio andy show he said that the envelopes contained receipts relating to the elton john aids foundation ticket snafu he said what we just wound Cutting it all out, there were a lot of decisions made in the edit to cut down many conversations. He said every topic from the season was not only discussed that day but also beat to death, informing viewers that the group filmed for a very long time and talked about a lot. He said, We had a lot to get to in three episodes. If the reunion had been any longer, I feel like people would have complained that it was too long, but now people are complaining why didn't you talk about this more? Why didn't you talk about that more? Actually, like, I don't really care that that it was the Elton John stuff and that they cut it out, but
0: we did spend so much time on that. And, like, Lisa Rinna really was the villain in that story, too.
1: Yeah, and I think the whole point was missed of the Elton John thing, which was, like, not whether or not you bought the table, right. who paid for this or that, which is that Lisa Rinna took them and they didn't say, say thank, thank you. you in the way that Lisa was asking Garcelle to th- say thank you about for the sauce. For a jar of sauce. About the sauce. No, the point was completely lost on completely everyone completely lost now it's about like this elton john thing who paid who goes who not was about invited that. like who bought the table not about that not about that i'm glad that they skipped it because it's infuriating um then and it would have been infuriating now. Now. and they resolved it on the show so i really feel like when something is resolved on the show in a real way i agree i don't need to dig it up again i
0: completely agree also radio andy's like always making
1: news.
0: noise news yeah so john mayer was on radio andy talking about midnights I saw that you were watching that. I was watching that. Um, he said a whole bunch of nothing, but basically, um, somebody brought up midnights and John was like, yeah, no, like I went and listened to it. Um, one, he was nice. He was like one, cause she's like talented. And two, you know, you're always like looking for yourself. Um, and he's like, I do think, like, we've reached a point, you know, what is it, like, 10, 15 years where, like, it's, like, kind of crazy to be, like, still singing about that relationship. Um, like, beating a dead horse, kind of. He's like, but whatever. Like, he was, like, he was pretending to be cool with it, but he was also, like, not. And, I mean, he's not wrong, but, like, that's the Taylor way. Like, you're gonna, you're gonna hurt me?
1: Like, bet. I'll make it your fucking problem forever, bitch. How long were they in a relationship for?
0: It's, it wasn't ever formalized. Like we weren't, we, they never publicly stepped out. Like,
1: like how long
0: were they not talking, but it's so, um, it's so traumatizing for her because like, like, I think she sees it as like a situation where she was taken advantage of because she was so
1: young. Like what happened?
0: He was, she's 19. He's big and old. They wrote a song together. He thought she was so great. And I think he just like, was like, like inappropriate in like his pursuit of her given the difference in their like levels of power levels of age and in the words of Taylor Swift give me back my girlhood it was mine first coulda woulda shoulda I think that's about John
1: whenever she refers to like being 19 that's about John and how old was she with Jake Gyllenhaal 21 okay Oh, so he took the girlhood before Jake. Because I was gonna well, say, like,
0: I feel like Jake So I was thinking that, that maybe that song was about Jake Jalen Hall because we know Jake Jalen Hall took her virginity. We know. Um that. but I don't think she was talking about virginity in, in the word girlhood. I think she was talking about like her innocence. Yes. So, um I do think that coulda, woulda, shoulda is still about John Mayer because she talks about being 19 and 19. Don't you think 19's too young to be blessed with? The girl in
1: the dress cried the whole way
0: home. If you want to know what went on between her and John, it's like just listen to that song. I think she was like, he took an interest in her. She couldn't fucking believe it. She's like this young on this new on the scene girly and he just like was fucking mean to her and like played with her. And she was like, became obsessed because like when you're 19 and John Mayer wants to like
1: hang out with you, of course, you're gonna become obsessed. So, like, do you think they ever kissed? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just, I don't think they had sex. Okay, okay, but like, it was romantic. I think it was like a fling, but for him. But it was like one of many flings, and for her, right. It was. Just I like think he was her whole. And right. for her. It's it was like, her whole world. Yeah. She's like newly famous. She's nineteen. Like, and he's such a respected artist. Like, so you have to think of it from the art point of view, where it's like this person who's like
0: I and respect so I, yeah. much.
1: Thinks my art is great. And there's a video compilation. I will find it for you. Um, In like the
0: months that they like wrote Half of My Heart Together, we're hanging out before I think they really started. They like did a bunch of press together. Not press, but like events, songwriting conventions. And he's like tapped with introducing her. He just like speaks about her in a few different instances. So lovingly like he's so taken by her talent and her presence and her beauty so somebody stitched together like all the times in that year where he like you know introduced her at an award show or did something and it's like glowing like to hear john mayer talk about you like that mm-hmm. it's it's breathtaking like i wish he would talk about me like that um and he, what he was saying in the interview was like yeah there's a lot of assholes out there i don't think i'm like the biggest asshole of all of them like i don't really think what i did was that like crazy so it's like to still be talking about it 10 or 15 years later it seems excessive
1: I agree with that as well.
0: I agree with that as well. Um, they're doing construction on Jackie's house, so, so it's time to end the podcast. Yeah, it sounds like we're in New York. Yes, so I can't escape it anywhere. <laughs> um, thank you guys so much for listening to the Toast the Monday Morning Show, where we deliver the fast five stories that you need to know every Monday through Friday on YouTube. So if you're watching us on YouTube, please feel free to subscribe and give this video a thumbs up. We're also available as a podcast anywhere podcast can be found. So it's Spotify, iTunes, Stitcher, Public Radio, iHeartRadio, Castbox, all the places where we listen to podcasts. Find us, the Toast, and leave a five star review about how wickedly talented we are. Wickedly. Have an amazing day. We'll see you tomorrow for Hump Day. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs>